So I figured we might as well start. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you here. Welcome. A, co- a short introduction. My name is Ondo. I run a, uh, a podcast network called uh, Cultural Bandwidth, and I also have a program on that network called The Undergang Armchair. And um, together with uh, Teresa over there in the corner, we have uh, started a new series here called uh, Future Preservation. And it, the, the idea is to create live events where we have discussions with people who are involved with the arts in one way or another, usually topic-based. So as you all know, today is about artist books. Um, and then we are going to just kind of, we, we, we don't have a house yet, so we're going to pop up various places uh, with various people, various guests, etc., and various themes. So it's very much uh, being developed as we speak. This is the first one. So uh, you guys can tell all your friends later, yeah, I was there. I was there at the first one. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's under development. So this is a very open thing. It's not, there isn't a wall here. It's, you know, we're all here in the same room. We're here to talk. Uh, the format is going to be fairly short. We're going to talk with our three guests. And then there's going to be kind of an open question session if anybody wants to learn some more or you know i hop I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place so it's also good to have a chance to follow up on something maybe i didn't follow up on um so i figure we might as well just begin uh i uh, am in charge of introducing everybody which is probably the thing i'm worst at uh, but we're going to start with sarah uh will you pronounce your name for me because i always mess this yeah, up lubik sa lubik yeah in Danish, mm-hmm. and you are the uh, founder of Blella, where we are. Yes, together with four other people. Four others, and uh, you wrote your uh, thesis on artist books, and that's kind of how you became interested, I assume, in artist books, uh, and then eventually afterwards started this place. Mm, not quite. Not quite. Um, shall I tell now? <laughs> yeah, or, sure. Yeah? Um, well, it was... Um, uh, the, it was a long time before um, I started the, the, the thesis. Um, I became interested in artist books. Um, actually, because, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a longer story. So maybe <laughs> it's we should, a longer yeah, <laughs> So maybe we should just, um, I should just say that the thesis was about um, the Danish artist book scene um, in 2016. It was... Um, I was. I wanted to do a mapping of the artist book scene, um, and with that, I was also interested in starting a place like Blada, mm. so which is a wonderful, the... wonderful place. I'll just add that. <laughs> Thank you. And we have Oza, mm-hmm. if I pronounced it right. That was quite right. <laughs> Good for one English-speaking person, actually. You are a founder of Pisprata. Co-founder, yes. Co-founder, correct. Uh, Which is probably, I think we can say it, Denmark's most eminent artist publication. It's been going for many, many years. Since 81. Since 81. Uh, So it's like 37 years. Would it be safe to say you guys were the first people doing that here in Denmark, too? No, I don't think so, Hmm. actually. But we are the ones who had sort of stubbornly kept on for the longest time. <laughs> Stuck with it. Yes, sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not its not nothing to be going for that many years. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of... Uh... Definitely. I think also that I, I really think there's some kind of stubbornness is in it. <laughs> and then we did one thing where, when we started and it was like we had this... Uh, uh, we did like a lot of ideas of how it could be, but a very good decision was that it should never look like itself. Right. Every time was a completely new thing. Yes. Which makes it for even more work. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> but in another way, it's always like, I mean, there's just uh, infinite um, possibilities of changing things. So when you have done something, then you're free to do another thing in a way. So you look into the body of work and then you see what haven't we done and that's a much more fun question than asking it should be like it was before it mustn't go away from this first start point right having so too i think much it's a like point. a mach- machine <laughs> driving us on in a way right and making for renewal etc yeah yeah like 
And I think it's also worth mentioning that you are a graphic designer and you've also designed a bunch of books for artists, mm. um, publications, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you've been involved with this scene or in this world for many, many years. Yeah. And finally, we have Johan. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that one right, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you are—you've done a, a ton of things too. You co-founded the uh, 1000 Books Art Festival, mm-hmm. which uh, I've been part of a couple of times. You're a photographer and an artist. Mm-hmm. You're also a graphic designer, no? Yeah. If need be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what am I missing? Is there more? And there's also Lola Venrat, which we also. Of course, the publishing house. Yes, yeah, yeah. Lola Venrat. That's another yeah. one you can always say in Danish, um, which is the publishing house you have with Fleming, right? Yeah. Fleming over back. Yeah. And you guys have been running that for quite a few years too, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> eight or nine years now. Maybe ten. No, nine. Nine years since we started the publishing house. And and out of that sort of grew um, 1,000 books, uh, the artist book it's, we call it a series of artist book events hmm. uh, to not be too um, constrained by the the art festival uh, uh, rules where you have to do the same thing sort of every year and right. uh, people expect you to do uh, like are asking when when will the next festival be in, in next September or something right yeah. Right, so it's similar to Peace Prata in that you're free every time you organize yeah. it to do a new thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of touches into some of the advantages of working with artist books. But I think for, for, for some people, maybe who are here and also listeners who don't know much about it, uh, I think a good place would be to ask you, also because you've been involved for so many years, about the history of artist books and there's actually also a definition question because there's publications by artists and there's artist books. And sometimes those are two separate things. An artist book, for example, could be one book made, whereas a publication with a publication house could be an addition of you know 5,000 books or something. And there's also a difference between that. But uh, you sent a mail earlier with some very, history, very interesting history about artist books. Yeah, so, I, I guess I... Um... I sort of realized that maybe you wasn't really aware that there's at least two and maybe even more kinds of um, traditions where you would say that the the European tradition is uh, much related to the older tradition is much related to sort of printed matter works by artists which are like what we would say today, it was original graphic works like William Blake, for instance, who invented... Are you all familiar with William Blake? Yeah. No. He's, I guess it's the late 1700s, and he invented some print techniques for colored prints of his own uh, written and drawn work that were... Actually, before lithography, but you could have some of the same free-flowing colors that you could later in lithography. So, so he is somehow one of the persons or one of the artists you would re- recall as a kind of artist book maker. But maybe you put the label on him later when you define the artist book as a concept, sort of. But but um, he's one of the forerunners. And and during the time, like uh, an artist like um, Albrecht Dürer, of course, he made books as well that were also... And and that was well. This could be really, really far. <laughs> so I I dropped you. I dropped you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then there's the American tradition that's really very rely on the print, the later print techniques like the offset print, where you could relatively cheap print many books, and. And they started in the 60s by telling, thinking 
This could be an art piece if you know Ed Rocher's 68, no, 26 gas stations. That was one of the first. It's an iconic work of with images, photographic images of 26 gas stations. And of course, that's what I've seen first, having yeah, been but, educated in the U.S. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. And then it was, it, it was sort of... Um, Chained to um, a notion of a democratic kind of art, where because you could make it rather cheap and you could make a big edition, then you could sell it not so expensive. That won't do for except for twenty six <coughs> gas stations now because it's really expensive. But then it was a, an idea. They had an idea that art should go to people and it would be really nice like the one like we did on one of the 1000 books we were in a, a supermarket and they had like also in the 60s ideas of the books should go into the art pieces should go into supermarkets they should be in the ordinary everyday life of people Right, it's not for elites who go to museums or can afford to buy artworks, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. And and it spread to Europe as well mm. and and sort of made some kind of um, collaboration with the old ideas of things being more special. Like Asger Jorn, for instance, I don't think he was so much, but he had also this idea of of maybe he had more like taking folk art into art, hmm. also expanding the arts uh, concept, the I concept bring of it art up from bringing, below, almost. yeah, yeah, in a way. And he made this um, book with um, Guy Debord that's called uh, oh, oh, I have to yeah, Find the Copenhagen, and and it was they were working on on lithography, and then what he did was he. When he set up, he put the big plate on the floor, and then he took a a, sta a stairs, a steed. Mm. Oh, a ladder. A ladder, yeah. And he went up so that he could drip um, ink, lithographic ink, on the plate, and they sort of. So it was like um, really like an original piece of graphic that was printed in this. Um, in this technique mm. so it is a, a, a mix of the two technically it's a mix of the two um, positions maybe right a unique work of art with the hand of the artist registering and then the mass production yes. also as yes. an accessibility yeah. tool to reach out to an audience yeah. that was for instance one of the the things we had in mind when we started Pisprata that we should do do art pieces. It should be not about art, but it should be art in mm. itself. Mm. But we would use the mass production. And I kind of wanted to bring it up to nowadays, and I'm going to give the words kind of to both of you, really. But I'm going to start with you, Sarah, because you uh, have, have, have made an overview of the artist book scene in Denmark. And you said 2016. What, uh, what, uh, how, how did things look then? Mm -hmm. I mean, then, this is two years ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I definitely saw an in increasing interest in in the field of artist books in Denmark. Why? Um, there was... Um, um, there was... The, I think the most um, interesting thing, almost, <laughs> is that there were um, four uh, large exhibitions about and with artist books um, in the in both um, yeah in some of the institutions art institutions yeah um, which was um, interesting to see okay well this is just within a, a year mm. um, and there were um, well, this was not only in 2016, but you could see that there was um, there was more and more publishers um, popping up. <laughs> right, because it's been artists. all over the place. There's just been more and more publishing houses opening up. Yeah, or more and more, <clears throat> but 
at least in in Danish uh, scale, it, mm. it was um, interesting to see the um, yeah the amount mm. um, of new publishers. Mm. Um, and then also, I thought it was interesting to have a look at um, the Danish art library, which had. For, uh, collected artist books for many years, but never really um, uh, um, label them. Oh, artist not books. in the catalog. Oh, okay. Oh, catalog. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't right. that concept they could use yet. So what did they call them? Yeah, um, it was just um, within the um, what do you call it? Label or I'm, I'm not sure. I within think they the labeled the very many of them as but catalogs. Okay, so like an exhibition yeah, catalog or within photography or okay, so just the artist or space. yeah, so they were all over in 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 their collection. Mm-hmm. So there was one um, art historian who who started collecting all the artist books and made a categorization that mm-hmm. was the word um, of artist books. Um, so now they are collecting artist books, and then you can go and you you can go and see them in in Sopo. Mm-hmm. So you can't bring all of you can't bring them home except for those they have maybe two right. uh, copies of. Well, some of them are very fragile, I imagine too. Yeah, some of them, but also just I guess it's just. It some of them are in a smaller edition, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so They're it's not to easy to get happens. again. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that's why in, they want to keep it for let's say a hundred years mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. many more. Right, years. the issues of archiving are always. Um, yeah. So yeah. What about you, Johan? When you started, I mean, you've been doing Lalgard Vanlat now for nine years, as you said. Yeah. How did things look then when you guys started as compared to now? Uh, I guess I can't really um, say a lot about how it was then in this in the sort of micro publishing business because I we didn't know when we started. We were we've we've uh, all the way from from the first. Like we started out doing an exhibition actually of of uh, photography work, art photography um, from all over the world. Um, also Danish artists, but also a lot of a lot of uh, American and uh, European uh, photographers. And um, when we did our first publication, we we it was just because we saw in the states and uh, like online just saw how easy it seemed to be to to publish things to just do your own just print it and just send it out oh yeah it's no work at all no it's really (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but so it's been learning by doing from the beginning we we've never we we're not trained as uh, graphic designers or publishers or uh, uh, curators even or but um but what i've what i'm pretty sure of is that i i can uh, support sarah in uh, in saying that it's really it's been growing a lot also internationally or uh, over the past 10 years micro publishing has really uh, taken on and i you know there's a lot of factors contributing to that i think but it's but 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 maybe it could also be uh interesting to talk about what what how do we define what we're talking about because micro publishing or artist books you know there's maybe there's two different things there but micro publishing as i see it can consist of there's like photographers publishing their own books and it's been becoming really easy now you can just online uh, upload it to some online service and you get a get a copy of your book and you can even uh just print it on demand so you know it, it links automatically to Amazon so when people buy something they uh, the the company prints it and sends it right. you never to even you. touch that book before no. it goes to the customer and that maybe goes uh, or is most uh, usable for 
you know, young photographers or writers or, uh, you know, people who are, who want to try it out and, you know, want, want to make their first photo book or first, uh, small, uh, book of their own work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also school projects. They have this opportunity suddenly to, to, uh, like make a book during uh, a workshop of two weeks or something, and they can print it on, in their own uh, press they have on the school or send it out of the house. Yeah, I mean, I guess it goes hand in hand, this whole increase in publishing also with the technology and the ease yeah. of use, Yeah, how much more accessible it is to create a book. Because yeah. I remember when I was growing up in, in that world, you had to make editions of 10,000 books or something for it to get a price per unit mm. down to some sort of reasonable level. Mm. And that's no longer the case. No, no, and you can also, like, designing a book is really easy now. If you just, if you don't want all the choices, then you can just, uh, you know, well, the software Mac, Mac probably that. has a program where you can do it uh, automatically. Mm. Um, and then there's the artist books, as we maybe talk about them here, which is professional artists making their own works in, in the shape of, of a book object somehow. Mm. Um, and... Um, I think that's also an increasing, uh, there's an increasing interest in that area, but it's maybe, it, it doesn't account for the whole increase in, in, in artist books or micro-publishing projects right. out there. Um, because there's no, or the, the, uh, the rise in that field maybe more comes from it being, easier to to discover online that somebody else has done it and get the idea sort of you don't have to uh invent the idea yourself you can see that others been doing that before yeah i mean i I think maybe also that uh, printed matter in new york has had a lot of influence which is a big Mm -hmm. art uh, or publishing fair in new york and that seems to have um, kind of interested a lot of people in that idea in the publications world um but I think the definition is also hard because when you talk about the difference between a publishing house and an artist publishing something, there are, like you say, there's people who are just starting out and want to just try something, mm-hmm. and there's people who make work specifically in book form. And then maybe one copy or there may be a thousand copies, and mm-hmm. then you don't know if that, where does that definition come in? Yeah, but printed matter, for example, defines an artist book or they don't they don't take in books that are printed in less than 100 or 200 yeah i think so with that he's they are very much in this uh, as a an outcome of this democratic idea of yeah. right. a not too expensive uh, yeah so an artist book for them is basically not uh, in in less than 100 copies or 200 mm-hmm. or whatever right. it is and then it's a, a, but a then, unique but, artwork but, but then again they take them yeah sometimes maybe, maybe. yeah, mm. yeah. What about you, Sarah? Do you have any sort of, as as the curator of this space, or mm. one of them, do you have any sort of uh, thought, like, do you make any decisions based on how available the works are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are very much inspired by printed matter in New York, um, because we also um, uh, take submissions, um, and that is that artists can come in and say, do you want to carry this uh, artist book um, and then we we gather um, and talk about the books um, and then we or the books and the projects and then we also look at the price um, and also yeah how how is how yeah how is it made where does it come from um, how many copies are there um, so yeah it's but you're open to anything as long as it seems to fit the format. Yeah, hmm. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Would, you, would you consider a book too cheap? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> too expensive. Too yeah. expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely too expensive. <laughs> yeah, because if it's too expensive, then we don't think we're the right ones to mm. to carry it. Yeah. But it's okay if it's five kroners or something. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, because then... The cheaper, the less you get. Yeah. Right. There's a business decision there too. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, even though that's a whole can of worms, figuring out how to finance all of this sort of stuff. Um, but do yeah. you do you see what you do is fundamentally different, or what Peace Prata does is fundamentally different than you know other types of micro publishing who work in let's just say hardcover books or 
I think what we have is like we have such a big, huge body of work that we can look back on. And and we are in, well, in a way, we are, we are a piece of history as well. Uh-huh. Um, art history, actually. Uh-huh. We have sort of published very many Danish artists very often, very early in their career. Uh-huh. And and then we we sort of, um, we are much into pictures, images. Uh, compared to many books that are, I think, much, many books, even though it's artist books, might be quite relate, re- relying on words. Right, texts written by either yeah. artists or art historians. Somehow, somehow like, and I think that we, when we started at least, it, it, artist book wasn't a concept that we really used not not like a label for something or some something like that and mm. and by choosing the magazine format then we had the possibility then you are sort of free to try an other way and you might succeed better <laughs> if sort of you think that oh it didn't it wasn't really it wasn't up to it could have been better this way or that mm. way then when if it's a book then you sort of Maybe you want to take it out of the market or something, but when it's a magazine, then you have another try. Hmm. Yeah, people consider Piz Potter as a whole body of yeah. of of work. Yeah, and then that's that's why it also makes sense, or you know, is such a good idea because you don't. You, when you look at one issue, you also think about what it. What was before that, and and what other concepts did they also come up with? Yeah, and, and what, what didn't they ever do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the best issues, uh, my favorite, is uh, the one where you you like on your website it says the the most radical issue ever. We have no words and no images, um, and 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 then you see it and then it's only lines mm. in the whole uh, magazine so lines in diff- made in different ways like pencil lines or made on a on a typewriter, typewriter or something um, but that you know that would also work as a single uh, artist book but it, but it's, it it gets so much better thinking about oh now they tried words in this way and images in that way and now what what to do next yeah. mm. yes there's a there's a kind of a, um maybe you wouldn't say yeah in, in danish we would say tungde that means heaviness mm. but it's a not weight? like heavy weight yeah oh, it, weight maybe it has a weight yeah. yeah it has a weight that you have sort of a whole body in on on your spine in a way mm. that you can you can read refer to this mm-hmm. and that and mm-hmm. and you can see that there's some patterns and you can try to break the patterns mm-hmm. and, and that's a funny one too well maybe it gives you more freedom also because then yeah. you you know if someone says oh my god the line issue I hated that one well there's another one after that that's you know right. that yes. can go both ways yeah. so it opens up to a lot more uh, room for experimenting whereas I assume when you make a publication you guys really slave over these books and try to make them as quote unquote perfect as possible whatever that yeah. might be yeah. defined as yeah but you know we, we we try to have some sort of concept for that, that book uh, in, in, in sort of the same way as Peace Porter has like a comes up with an idea before they make the book then then we also we we you know it's not enough to 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 just uh, uh, make a make a, a a number of pages of beautiful images uh, in a in a in a good sequence edited well you know right. there's so many uh photographers and artists out there and publishers who have the you know there's thousands of them of these books now maybe there's a lot maybe 10 years ago it was easier to to get some make something good out of that (laughs) but but um but there's so many good books now and there's so many bad books also uh, so so what's interesting for us now is to to find something to make something where the um uh, where 
they work in sort of the same way as an as a as a piece of art work. You know, there's a it, it comes full circle in a way. The the uh, they have to they have to make sense. Um, and 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 the whole all all the parts of it, you know, how it's printed, how many copies, how uh, how does the uh, what's the weight of the book, what um, um, all those those sort of criteria, uh, how is it distributed, that has to be taken into consideration while making the book. So so we try to think about all of that and and sort of come up with a concept where that work all those factors work together mm. i think well one of the things that struck us when we were talking about this uh, this this podcast was the idea also that in publication whether it be micro publication or uh, a two script as it's called in danish a uh, um i'm already forgetting the word in english a continual a magazine you know um, that kind of publication there is uh, always collaboration involved and I think that's probably one of the strong parts. I mean, even Blella, you guys are a group of people running this space. Um, do you guys think that's an, one of the advantages of this format? That you aren't, that you're actually working together with people, whether it's both as an artist to a publisher or whether artists working together or publishers working together. You know, it's, it, it, of course, it can be terrible too, but I feel like no book ever comes on its own unless it is just a one of a kind book made in somebody's studio. I don't know if I would say that it's a it's a general like advantage of uh, micro publishing that you collaborate with someone else because you know uh, if you know that's it's the same as in all other situations where if you want to do it alone you can sort of do almost everything alone and you don't you know the the printer doesn't bother you with the how good the book is they don't uh, they don't like write you back and say we, we're not going to print this book it's not edited well enough or mm. <laughs> um, uh, well, so you don't have to uh, collaborate but if I may interrupt you I just want to point out the opposite that there is an, an international art book scene mm -hmm. so there is some sort of natural grouping of people mm -hmm. around this that seems to happen independently of the art world in a lot of ways mm -hmm. even though everybody's an artist working or most people are artists working on this it, it there is really a lot of international you know you're you've just been in finland you've been on in norway recently just to to work with publications right mm -hmm. i mean so there is you know and you guys have collaborated with people i know you've worked with a lot of danish artists but a lot of international you have international artists here too so there is a kind of natural grouping of people around the topic yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, our like uh, sort of the, the the base of our of of Lord Vanard and One Thousand Books, uh, the whole idea behind our uh, practices collaboration and uh, try to uh, nurse the the networks, um, and that's that's been the whole idea. So we are totally interested in in that ourselves, but I'm just I don't know if it's a, if it's a special. Uh, thing that you have to have to do in in, in artist books. Mm -hmm. I would think that it would go for many books as just books mm -hmm. that that you are working with different people. But then it, it's also a question whether you work hierarchically. Mm -hmm. If you have a hierarchy, like in like if you have like the author and. Or if you sort of try to make it more flat, that mm. you at least it's it's very important for Pitch Prater, not only that we are three editors that work together, but also that we can invite people, that we have a room sort of in in a, in a book book form to invite invite people to exhibit and work together with other people, and if we work with with a group of people, then we will always you know, hold a lot of meetings and 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 the social thing about it is very important. Yeah, because yeah, you also have, uh, you're the only one here who has a physical space you have to operate in, but you have a lot of international work and you're inspired by mm. printed matter in New York, etc. Yeah, I would just um, say that I think it's interesting to, to, to see those books where it's... Um, where it's um, more obvious that the artist has worked closely with a graphic designer 
for instance, mm-hmm. uh, or someone else who knows much about the book format, um, you know, the type of uh, materials and, and printing and so on. Because it, it, it often you can see uh, that it just, it, it's, it's just a work that it's on a higher level than, mm-hmm. um, than if you, unless you're an artist who also know much about bookmaking. <laughs> right. But in most cases, it is this kind of collaborative aspect. You, uh, you know, if you, as, as an artist, usually you need somebody's help to create a book. Mm-hmm. That's usually the case. So uh, in that sense, it, uh, it makes perfect sense to, uh, you know, that they, this collaboration makes a new form that wouldn't exist otherwise. That's kind of the point. Uh, I feel like with this, you know, it's, it's a different format than maybe if you're just a, an artist who's used to working on a wall, a publication is a whole different format. And that, you know, creates some when, sort of freedom. One of, the, one of the things about the format of the book is that is it, you can transport it. It, mm. you can you can bring it like we did we took several books both Johan and I mm-hmm. and we brought them here and and I can take them back and even though they are some of them are rare and still rare and and I have to carry them with a bit of care then then it's quite easeable that they are portable so that you won't be stuck in a certain place with them. Right, it's part of the democratization of it. Mm, yeah, at least you can show it to many people. Yeah. And, you, and it's possible to hand them out and get them back, right. which is difficult with the wall. Right, I mean, even just shipping artwork costs a ton of money. Yeah. So it does, it's a lot more accessible <laughs> in that sense. Um. Do you guys have like? Do you guys speak to your audience when you are working? Do you think about who it is going to come and consume essentially what it is you do, or is it more personal, more your own thing, and then you hope somebody likes it? Of course, we think about how people are going to receive it, and uh, if people are going to be interested uh, in, in in the in the the ideas we have. But we, I, I think we sort of. We don't think about that directly. We sort of trust that if we think an, an idea is really good, then other people will also find it good. So, it, like, we don't we don't consider it like uh, so consciously. We just think, okay, if we are excited, then other people are going to be excited. And uh, that runs yeah. back to the quality of the finished work as well, isn't it? Sort of, if you do it well enough. Mm. then you can rely on some people also liking it in a mm. way. Mm. I think in, in that way I'm I'm on Sarah's uh, side that it it uh, not that you necessarily has to has to collaborate but that you have to get some to require some insights into the book history and how to make books to make a really good book. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but there's also other factors, you know. When when we are at New York Art Book Fair and see that some half famous young dude, scalar dude, has just published a new photo book, and the lines are really long to just get that signed and buy it, you know, that's not about people. They don't care about no, that's true. the designer or yeah. um, the print or anything. It's you know, there's a lot of other factors and and. Um, yeah, we've we've been trying actually to do to make some sort of comment on that uh, on all these book fairs we go to because it's really like a few book fairs we have gone to. They people come and they just they ask if there's any free tote bags they can get, <laughs> and uh, and then they, if there's no free tote bags, they go on to the next table where there's probably a free tote bag. Um, and they don't buy anything, and uh, so we, yeah, we, we, we have have sort of started a series of, I don't know what to call it, performances or uh, interventions or something like that uh, at these book fairs where we, um, um, we have an idea for one uh, Miss Reed in 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 Berlin. 
where we wanna uh, on on site uh, and on on demand made to order uh, screen print uh, a t-shirt that is going to be free and but you can only get it if you bought other books from other publishers at the fair so you get come over to us if you bought at least four books or something and we take a photograph <laughs> of your books screen printed onto the the front of the t-shirt and on the back it said uh, i support in, independent publishing by buying these books or something So you can get the free limited edition T-shirt, but you have to buy some books first. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so because it it is a problem that 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 uh, in artist book publishing, as in many other uh, 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 areas of our society, that that people see the surface. They see if something is a limited edition or has, oh, it's almost sold out or They right. flip through it like super quickly, or go to the table where there's a lot of people already, or um, and so there's a challenge in trying to get people to actually spend some time with the books. Hmm. Well, it's also a fair format; it's harder. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to look at there. Maybe a limited time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas here, you actually have a space where you could come and use more time. But mm -hmm. how much do you think about the audience? Actually, you know, you have a store. Mm. I assume you need to sell something, you know. So, so do you, how much do you guys think about your audience? Well, we think a lot about it, and it's very, it's very important um, uh, to us that um, we uh, speak uh, to people when they come in and tell them about uh, this artistic format. Um, Sometimes also a little more about it, so they know what an artist book's artist book is, because right, most a lot of people, people don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and when we we kind of yeah, we want to tell. Um, well, not every time people take a book down, hmm. we want to you know jump over them, but um, but at least we want to. Tell about the project, and because uh, usually um, the book is just only images. It it doesn't say what it is, so you need someone to tell you about the project if you want to know more about it. It helps often. Yeah. Um, so um, so, so kind yeah, of a that's... almost of development. You know, developing an audience, getting yeah. people <clears throat> interested, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think we should go to questions pretty soon, but I do want to end with a quick, quick answer from each of you guys about what you see of the future. Because we touched a little bit about the history and about where we are now, but where is it going? And I've, you know, I'm also kind of interested. Is this? Are we in a bubble? Is there a publishing bubble going on right now? <laughs> you know, nobody really knows. But what do you guys see? Let's say in five years from now, in this world. <laughs> I think Peace Porter, Peace Porter is still going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a safe bet. Uh, just carry on in the same stupid, <laughs> stupid stubborn way. And yeah. thank God. And I think what's also a very important thing, at least for us, it's actually having fun doing mm. it and meeting. We can invite people that we want to get a better knowledge of or get closer to just to collaborate and then you have it's always a kind of intimacy and and a new possibility of new connections and 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 getting to know other ways of thinking of images for instance mm. Mm. Yeah, so, um... I don't know how stubborn you are <laughs> he's nine years stubborn he's not 30 years stubborn he's nine years stubborn I don't know if we're gonna keep publishing books uh, in, in five years I don't know but uh, but we'll definitely keep doing stuff that that comments on artist books or has something to do with it or displays them or something mm. um, but Yeah, there's really a growth in 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 book fairs that is like popping up like next to art fairs uh they add just add on another extra book fair to sort of uh, uh 
and get all of the money. Get all the, all of the money <laughs> out of other people who can't afford a, a real artwork and also just spend money there and they. they and they, they get their money in even before people buy books because the people or the the publishers pay for the tables there. So sure. So it's a way of of uh, uh, just uh, commodif- what's it called commodification commodification of like uh, of 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 that area as well. But but, but I think I also- think we're in, in sort of a bubble. Yeah, I think it's not it's got it's not going to be sustainable. How how many people publish these books and just end up burning uh, 90% of the copies and giving 10% to to friends. Um, There's a lot of boxes filled with books and garages yeah, around. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The interest is maybe going to drop a bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. And I think also that the notion of a book as a, especially an artist book, as a commodity that you can sell and it's so it's so important to sell them. Mm. I think actually that it's also um, it's also a very boring way of thinking of books, actually. Mm. So but like, I, yeah, and I don't think people, well, at least the people we meet here, people don't think about the money. Well, they think about they need to have money to make the books, but they are not that interested in, you know, making money on it because you you can't really. (laughs) So it's more about getting the artworks out there. Hmm. Um, That's the the most common, uh, uh, yeah. Right, because that's the open secret. Nobody really makes any money off of this. Hmm? Yeah. Occasionally Um, you can get lucky, but for the most part... Nobody, you know, it's all supported by other factors, mostly people's hard work and then maybe also some public funding or what you you manage to scrape together. So I think it's really driven by love to this medium, Mm -hmm. which is just, you know. Maybe also some, it's also something maybe about telling a story, whether you do it in only images or, I mean, it doesn't have to be verbal or or written down in words or something, but you still have that, like this, like you say, you have a flow that's nice, and mm. and the the book is sort of um, offering you a possibility of um, a time-based experience, because you can f- flip through it one way or the other, or you can jump down into it, and you can put it aside, aside and you can see it at another time, and have another experience, actually. Mm. So, a, a book is a very concentrated format that is actually uh, able to contain a whole a whole lot of, for instance, images, mm. uh, which is rather unique. Like since the book found its format for many years ago, I mean, in the book as we know it, uh, and that most of the books we see here in the in this uh, room are then. It's like um, uh, from the Middle Ages mm. in the in the form of it. Mm. That's interesting. Well, I think there's definitely a lot to be said about like if it is a bubble or not. It's you know what's happened the last ten years has changed publishing forever. Mm. Whether you know half these micro publishing houses disappear or whatever, there's been an effect that has changed everything, mm. and that you know that won't go away mm. in that sense. That's true. But I think we should open up to questions if you guys want to uh, jump in here. Uh, what's the difference between a zine and an artist book? Hmm. What's the difference between a zine and an artist book? Mm-hmm. Which is a great question. Uh, I don't have an answer. Yeah, well, I would say that um, a zine is more like a, a small, usually home printed um, and in made by the artist um yeah without a publisher um so it's more like a um yeah oh, just to be devil's advocate there are some kind of smaller zine publishing groups you could say i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's usually collaborative it's not a house mm, yeah, per se. yeah 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 mm. that's true yeah my um, feeling is that is that it has most to do with the with the size of it you know a scene you it 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 you can also make like a really heavy big scene, but it's but then you it's because you want to comment on it not being a really big and heavy 
uh, or it not uh, it, it being like a, a heavy thing in a in a context of small uh, stable bound uh, uh, like easily printed objects um, it's 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 a it's a way of describing like a category uh, of artist books I guess and 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 uh, I think yeah. maybe it's a way of trying to describe a category mm. because because it it doesn't if you really look into it it doesn't really make sense because you can't you can't really find um i mean last year i i do a series that you might um um sort of name scenes but mm-hmm. but then i i name them compendiums but the but still, they are done on a printer in forty or fifty or sixty copies and hand sewn, and they are just A five. So they would, in another context, they would fit in the scene, uh, con- uh, in the scene category as well. But but then it was they have in in uh, in France they have a. And uh, Bob Kell, uh, pri- prize, Prix de Bob, Bob Kell for artist books, and it was nominated for that mm-hmm. that scene, so or that compendium. So so you will have these uh, borders mm-hmm. that will always <laughs> blob and and run into one another. And I think especially because it's also artists using these categories, then they'll try to break them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, you are constantly going to push yeah. one a zine. You, know, yeah. you, you mentioned right away, a zine as a book to be not a book, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like they might have these yeah. sort of, uh, yeah, these limits so, are always going to get pushed, whatever definition you might yeah. make. So you'll mm-hmm. adapt some, some kind of, a way of doing it, and then it will look like something that's not quite. And mm. right, mm. I think a lot of it has also to do with people like to just say the word "zine." They feel like, <laughs> they feel like it they, sounds nice. They are like inside from the inside. I know the word "zine." Yeah, is it yeah. a magazine? I I always ask me, is it a magazine? The maga it just disappeared, and then it's a scene, or is it a fan? Did you know maga is a bad word now? Fancy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and how fancy is a fancy? Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah, it's it's. I I just think it's a kind of play. Right, and it speaks to the fluidity of the format mm. in a lot of ways. There's been a lot of you know. Art galleries have had less of a chance to be flexible in a way that publishing has. There's mm-hmm. more play here. Even though you did also mention most of the books here are a, you know, Renaissance or earlier format. Yeah, but it was a good one. It, it's, I mean, it, it keeps, works. It works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think that we, it works so that we, we are not aware of it. Mm. Like, it's just a book. Mm. To me, zines have something to do with accessibility. Uh, artist books as part of this boom have also gotten somewhat expensive. I understand they're very cheap according to an artwork, but it's not always I have 40 or 50 euros, even though I might want that book. Well, I just want to correct you because it is an artwork. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I should be careful what I say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Instead of a painting or... Instead of a, a work hanging on the wall in a gallery, let's put it that yeah. way. In most cases, <laughs> it's so hard with these definitions. But then, uh, you know, to me, I think a zine is almost always dirt cheap by definition. Yeah. Very damn yeah. close, you know. Um, so that's also kind of, it's really, it, it, it subscribes very much to that idea of distribution and accessibility for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, and in, when I was growing up, zines were the way were the internet. So, in in a way, if you want, if you really want to get into hardcore music or something which you couldn't find, your, your local record store didn't have it, mm-hmm. or art or something, you could subscribe to zines, and people for you know a dollar would send you something every once in a while, yeah. which talked about the hardcore <laughs> scene in I don't know Washington D.C. or something. You know, mm-hmm. any more questions, comments? You are welcome. Um, I'm just looking around the room with these artist books, and it's like there's. It's funny because when I think of an artist, I think visual artist or whatever, but I see so many texts around. Like it's a lot of just texts, and it's. I hate to say, 
unsexy or boring maybe a little bit? Mm. Is that a trend or is that just because of printing costs or, or what? It's just like there's just a lot of sentences and words mm. and things. And I'm thinking mm. as a visual artist that's showing this book, but they not want to show their painting on the front of it. Mm. Yeah. Good question. I feel like yeah. I, I have an answer instantly, but I shouldn't be the one to answer this. So you're thinking about the titles or like the title? The title when you look at the artist books, it's like a lot of text. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Describing yeah. it. Is that a trend or is that part of the artist book movement or is that... It's just an observation. I feel like yeah, I know. No, I mean, I think you're right. I and mean, it also follows the format of books. <laughs> books, we know them as being something that has text on the front. Okay. So I think people but, kind of automatically think of it. But on the other... Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it's also more and more common that visual artists are also writing in the praxis. Mm -hmm. So, and then the book is actually offering them a place to put the text in. I th I would think so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like if if an artist has like a practice of doing like big uh, slimy sculptures uh, in lots of colors and also write text then the texts are going to be in a book and uh, the slimy sculptures are going to be in a in a in a space um, or maybe a little bit slime in the book yeah. please and, make a slime book <laughs> yeah. i have a question yeah. i'm curious um, as to the popularity of the artist book is it is it to do with the an increasing digitalization also that we have like a physical object and we're losing this more, it's becoming less and less of this physical interaction. I don't know if that has something to do with it, because in one way it's it's a product of maybe accessibility and printing becoming more, you know, an advancement, but also is it, yeah, I don't know how does it... Right, just like it, there's being sold more vinyl albums now than there were for the past 30 years. Um, what do you call it, like a, I guess... A tactile thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I uh, I think there's you know there's some books that we don't need anymore you know that are just paper holders for information. Yeah. Um, they're gonna disappear, and then uh, hopefully there will be more you know effort put into to the books that we actually that are actually produced um, um, to to make them a tactile object and and consider the objectness of of the of the book um, and and I think the people we see at book fairs buying books and they, they are they are super interested in, in the actual object and how it feels and uh, oh I love this paper and uh, yeah there's definitely fetishization yeah. of it of mm -hmm. the object so it, it, yeah so yeah. It's, it's an object you can have in your home and it's uh, you can show it to people and it's uh we don't have any CDs anymore to show our CD collection. Yeah, yeah. So you can show your collection of artist books. And uh, yeah, I think there's some of that yeah, going on. But then again, it's also that simple that you have a body. Right. And you want to sort of handle physical things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really a simple thing in yeah. a way. Yeah. And, and even though you use um, all the digital mediums, medias, then it's the same senses used for this as used for physical things mm -hmm. so so in a way also it, it's it's a strange um, uh, limit to put into it in a way mm. yeah mm. but it yeah and it's it's a, it's amazing to see people when they come into this space mm. how people just like wow okay they wanna yeah um, and you can spend time touching the books. Yeah, and they really want to touch and yeah, and are amazed by colors and whatever. They, and and then there's also the absorption thing about it that you can. We have people just sitting down on the floor and then take their time to just get into the into the book, mm. um, and that's so nice to see that. Yeah that people take yeah take their time to um to engage with uh with the artworks instead of just yeah okay this is nice i want to put it 
I want to take it home and mm. put it on my uh, beautiful table so everyone that comes and visits me mm. um, will see it and then yeah it's uh, as is, as if it's just an uh, design object or something like that sure. I mean a lot of it's put into making them pretty mm. they almost always look good and for for a good reason you know any other comments questions anything mm. I think we should I, wrap up and look some books what yes I was just suggesting the same yeah. I would I was going to ask when we were going to look at some books right now <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks to Blah for having us and Welcome. thanks to you thanks guys for, for being coming. here thanks for being bouncer that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks to Teresa for setting all this up so uh, thanks you guys for coming Thank you. Yeah, let's look at some books. They brought publications. There's publications everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys want to show, if you have anything you want to present, too, you're welcome. Yeah. Do you have all these brought them with you? Or? No, no, just a small uh, yeah. section. Mm. Religious tirades, anybody? But he has he had this um kind of